And now, The Fine Print with attorney Jen Rout. Print with Attorney Jen Rout. I'm Attorney Jen Rout, and with me, as always, is my debonair sidekick, Ben Needenthal. <laughs> that is definitely not a, a word that I've heard you <laughs> describe me before. But you know what? As long as we don't have to talk about probate again, I'm all for it, man. You can call me whatever the hell you want. Oh. Oof. Man, I thought heroin was a tough topic to make funny. <laughs> Probate's not easy. No, yeah. God. Well, today we're going to talk about something a little better. Okay. Um, Really, who has standing to sue, and what is a vexation? And let me strike that here. Hold on. <laughs> who has standing to sue? Is it worth suing? And what on earth is a vexatious litigator? Well, vex- vexatious litigator is the things that your proctologist goes in and removes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Got an entire episode without a butt joke. So, um, yeah, no. Uh, okay, so this is basically these are the the people that is like I'm gonna sue you for whatever the hell happens. You know, like the you know the pizza delivery guy was 15 minutes late. I'm gonna sue or whatever the hell it is. Yes. And I a vexatious did. litigator, I would assume, if I'm being serious, is the kind of attorney that goes, "Cool, I'm in. Let's do it." No. No. Oh, they're no. The, the people so, that are like... Attorneys cannot actually be vexatious litigators. Oh, okay. Interesting, right? Uh, if I knew what vexatious meant, <laughs> I would probably be a lot better off in this, but... Okay, so a vexatious, a vexatious so you litigator. you can't even say it. You're, I can you... <laughs> Crazy day. All right, so a vexatious litigator is someone that has been classified by the court through a vexatious litigator suit to be classified as a vexatious litigator where they will be prevented from filing any more lawsuits because they have filed so many lawsuits that are frivolous and are meant just to cause harassment and slow down the legal system. Gotcha. So these are the guys that abuse the system. They abuse the system. Gotcha. Um, And frivolous, you know, there's a lot of talk about what is a frivolous lawsuit. Oh, that's a frivolous lawsuit. She spilled coffee on herself. (laughs) <laughs> oh, the coffee one. Right. Have yeah. you ranted about that on this show yet? I don't know. Because I've personally heard that rant from you several times, and, and my and my dad as well. So, I mean, it's... Right. So, we should probably mention that, because I think okay. that... Yeah. So, everyone uses... The media started this by saying, you know, Fucking she media. spilled hot coffee on herself, and yeah. therefore, it's a frivolous lawsuit. This was the lady back in what was like the, the late 90s that... that yes. That, McDonald's handed her a cup of coffee. She put it in between her, her legs and her lap. Which, and it spilled. And it spilled. Okay, so here's the things that are not readily known to okay. the public. That specific McDonald's had had dozens of complaints mm-hmm. of other people being injured. That the coffee pot that they were using had a broken thermometer ah. on it. So that coffee was hotter than what normal coffee is. Yeah. And that that woman, they were stopped at the time, she was putting her creamer in, it spilled, it caused third degree burns. And she, she had it like in her like in, in her crotch, right? Yes. She she was holding the thing in her I mean so like we're not talking about like oh it burned my hand a little bit. This is No, the and third degree burns that required hospitalization for a long time. 
it took her months and months to heal. Ugh. So this is not like, oh, I burnt my lip on hot coffee. This yeah. was a manager ignoring repeated complaints yeah. about something that was harming his customers. Yeah. And not having it checked out. Yeah. Now, I, this is actually one of those rare legal cases where I do actually have some knowledge of how the thing played out a little bit, too. Because um, I'm in the same camp. I don't think this was... I think it's a, a, an example of when people say it's a, a frivolous lawsuit, but it's not actually a frivolous lawsuit. It, But it's it, like when she sued, she sued for the profits McDonald's... I think that McDonald's or maybe McDonald's makes off of coffee in one day. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, we're not talking like she's trying to bankrupt McDonald's or anything like that. No. You know. And it really comes down to, I mean, it wasn't just a simple, oh, I got burned by coffee. This was really rising to a higher level of, if you are serving the public, you have a duty to the public. Yeah. To make sure what you're serving is safe. Sure. Yeah. Same thing, products liability, you have a duty if you are putting something out to the consumer to make sure that is safe. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of talk back in the 70s, I think, when someone put it, or one of the big car companies here put out a car that would explode. Oh, yeah, the Pinto. Yes. Yeah. The Pinto. Yes. And it, it, it exploded at like low speed collisions. Right. And there was a report done because they had known it was a problem, and the car maker, manufacturer, decided that the few deaths were not worth the recall. So there's an analysis and a report inside the company records where they knew it was a problem and they did not inform the public and they did not recall the cars. Yeah. So it became a big lawsuit. Why? Because they made a choice. Right. And that's what the problem was. Right. The fact that you put out a car that was bad, okay, that happens. Yeah. You recall it. You, you know, um, around here we have Jenny's ice cream. Mm-hmm. Jenny's ice cream found bacteria and a list of other things. That, it was listeria, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. And they shut down everything. But they found it like only in their plant. If right. I remember, and there was never anything that got to the public or anything like that. No, but they tested it and they could have ignored that. Yeah. And then if one person would have gotten sick, that could have caused a lawsuit. Yeah. Because they knew and they made a choice. Instead... And this is what normally happens. You have responsible companies who make the choice to know we're going to shut down, we're going to clean it, we're going to fix it, we're going to do it right. And that's the right way to do it. Yeah. And you avoid the lawsuit. Yep. If you make the choice and then you cause harm, yeah. you're going to get sued. Yeah. And, and, and at that point, you're pretty much toast. I mean, unless you're a mega corporation like Ford or McDonald's, you know, then you, know, then you could probably take the hit but i mean if you're like jenny's is not it's a regional they've got a bunch of stores here in columbus i think some in in southern ohio maybe a couple other states but you know it was like the the cost of them shutting down to, to clean out the listeria problem and everything nearly put them under you know it but, absolutely did but it's still better than what would have happened if they just said yeah go ahead and then a whole bunch of people get sick you know right and the people who have standing to sue standing is the legally protectable stake um, that an individual has in a dispute that entitles them to bring the suit. Yeah. So they have been harmed. And for this purposes, or for our purposes, corporations are people too. Um, because, <laughs> Big, faceless, 
people. Emotionless, right. hateful, spiteful people. Yes. Right. So entities, <laughs> your LLCs, your corporations, they all have standing to sue as well if they were harmed. Right. And whether that harm comes from negligence, so it's a tort action, um, breach of contract, any number of types of lawsuits. Right. So those are the people who can bring a lawsuit. Yeah. And it makes sense. And we want to make sure that we're holding people accountable for their actions. Yeah. So those would be the defendants. Um, frivolous lawsuits are when you do not have any serious purpose or value. So frivolous is really when you have no legally supportable claim. Mm-hmm. That's what a frivolous lawsuit is. And attorneys get a lot of bad rap for filing frivolous lawsuits. Um, you'll hear a lot of the insurance camp people saying, all these medical malpractice claims are frivolous. Yeah. No, they're not. No. Um, it costs tens of thousands of dollars to file a medical malpractice claim. Yeah. Because in Ohio, before you can even file, you have to pay a medical expert hmm. to certify that, yeah, this activity fell below the standard of care hmm. and caused the harm. That's right. the big thing. So a law firm is not going to pay out that money unless they're pretty darn sure that there was wrongdoing. Right. Maybe not purposeful wrongdoing, but right. something fell below that standard of care. Yeah. So for the most part, lawyers don't file frivolous lawsuits. Yeah. Because it has to be legally supported. Right. And if we file frivolous lawsuits, our license can come under review. Yeah. The Supreme Court of Ohio and every other state in the union has some governing body that oversees lawyers. Anything we do that is misconduct, our license goes under review. Gotcha. And they investigate, bring claims, and more serious the claim, the more serious they take it, and you can lose your license. Yeah. Um, whether it's for a short period or indefinitely or permanently, your ticket can get pulled. Right. So we are not ever going to be classified as vexatious litigators. Right. Because we are already governed by the Supreme Court. Gotcha. Instead, what a vexatious litigator is, is that is an individual, usually, um, who files a bunch of claims constantly for any number of things. Okay. Um, the few people I have seen classified as a vexatious litigator are often inmates. Ah. Because they sit there and they have nothing better to do but le read legal books and they say, well, that warden violated my rights, so here's a case against him. And then here's a case against this deputy. And hmm. here's my attorney. Criminal attorneys have the most complaints filed against them because yeah. somebody's in jail. Right. They may have done the crime, but right. they're mad at their legal representation because the they didn't get them off. Well, right. You did the crime. Yeah. <laughs> There's only so much we can do. You stole the car. I mean, right. you know. We can't yeah. wave a magical wand and make it go away. Yeah. Um, so, you know, these are often the people who will file repeated claims. And it takes a lot. It's not just, you know. One and that's to earn the actual title of vexatious litigator. Exactly. But, I mean, up until then, I mean, people can... Come to, I'm sure you've had your fair share of people. It's like, oh, I want to sue this person because X, Y, Z. And, you know, they, they came out to mow my lawn and they forgot to mow the patch between the sidewalk and the street. Right. 
you know. So now we're getting into really, you know, there's frivolous claims. Then there are claims that are worthwhile and claims you want to hire an attorney for. Mm. And then there's a whole gray area in the middle. Yeah. Because there's a cost. Mm. So you always want to take into consideration the likelihood of winning. Yeah. The, and the cost associated. Because sometimes you may have a, what I would call, textbook case. You can prove everything that this person did wrong. Right. For our purposes. Um, but you can't prove your damages. So let's take a legal malpractice case, for instance. Okay. Um, this attorney, and we hope this doesn't happen, but, you know, an attorney, let's call him John, uh, John represents you. He misses some filings. Ultimately, you get a judgment against you. And now you're liable. Yeah. Okay. So now the question is, are you liable for this judgment because of his malpractice? Or were you going to be liable anyways? Okay. It's a case within a case. Gotcha. So now you're having to weigh all of these options. Or um, sometimes you have to weigh the cost benefit for business purposes. So for business purposes, somebody breaches a contract and they owe you $5,000. Okay. So now we have to look at a couple things. First and foremost, if it's a contract with you individually, you can represent yourself. Okay. Because as an individual who has been harmed in some way, negligence, breach of contract, whatever, you are allowed to represent yourself pro se, meaning without an attorney. So this is like Judge Judy type stuff. Judge Judy. Gotcha. Um, but you can do it in any court. Like you yeah. see Judge Judy or Judge Mathis or whatever on TV, those are often small claims type of cases, lower dollar values. Right. And every court or really every um, county yeah. has some version of that. But then if you are a corporation, LLC, whatever, an entity, legal entity, not suing on yourself or on behalf of yourself individually, you have to have an attorney. Okay. Reason being, to represent the corporation would be an unauthorized practice of law. So entities have to have attorneys. Hmm. So now you're going to have to weigh, is it worth it? Yeah. You're suing on behalf of yourself or even an entity can represent themselves in small claims court. Yeah. Small claims court in Ohio is $3,000 or less. Okay. Okay. $3,000 or less and you want to spend the time, go after it. If you're trying to get $3,000, is it really worth paying an attorney? Maybe. Yeah. May It depends on the situation. Maybe it's the principle of the matter. Yeah. And you don't care. Yeah. But the work that goes into a lawsuit, you're going to easily spend $3,000 sure. on legal fees. Is that worth it? Right. The next question you have to really look at is whether or not the defendant is collectible. So in the news lately, you heard, well, um, for our purposes, 
Aaron Andrews just won a huge lawsuit against Marriott and the guy who shot the video of her in the Marriott Hotel. Right. She got a $55 million verdict. Yeah. Is she going to see $55 million? Hell no, she's not going to see $55 million. Exactly. So, um, the ruling said that the guy who shot the video was responsible for a certain percentage, which I think works out to be about $28 million. Yeah. And Marriott's responsible for the other portion. Okay. Okay. That guy doesn't have $28 million. No. And it was the type of action that no insurance is going to cover. Right. For him. Right. So is he collectible? <laughs> I'm trying to picture going to an insurance company and going, I'd like insurance for... Right. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so basically she has a really nice piece of paper that says, "I've you owe me $28 million. Yeah, she has a very nice IOU is what she has. Yeah. That's exactly it. How yeah. is she going to collect on that? Right. Right, now with Marriott, she has a judgment that says, hey, you owe me this much. Now in Marriott's circumstance, they're probably going to write a check. Yeah. The question is how much? Right. And what will most likely happen is they'll say, okay, we won't file an appeal and drag this out another year if you accept X dollars. Right. And we'll write a check. Yeah. Settling, so basically. You're basically settling. Yeah. You're settling to get it done and to get cash in hand. Yeah. I have clients who, you know, we've gotten judgments against people for 30, 50, you know, $100,000, but we can't find the people. Hmm. We can't track down their bank accounts. Right. And you have to do a judgment debtor exam and attach their property. And it's consuming to get the collections part of that. Yeah. So when you're deciding whether or not to sue, you have to think that through. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, I hear it all the time. Well, I'll have my attorney do this. And I get, then get the phone call and they say, well, this and this happened. Okay, and yeah, what do you want me to do? Yeah, um, you know the big one lately. I bought this timeshare, and there's all sorts of problems with it, and I just want my money back. Yeah, you signed a contract. Yeah, totals three thousand dollars. Yeah, it's in South Carolina. Yeah, you're in Ohio. Yeah, that means you need a South Carolina attorney. <laughs> I've, I, there's actually an ad on the radio I hear periodically for a, a firm here locally that does like timeshare, uh -huh. specifically timeshare things. Because there, there's a lot of drama around yeah. timeshare. Oh, I'm sure there is, yeah. Don't get us timeshare. Jesus. Right. Yeah. Um, and I mean, there are some good companies out there, but there's a lot that are not. Yeah. And you get roped into contracts and then you waste money or they come after you for collections or... Yeah. Any number of things. So, you know. There's a, a, a guy that I used to work with whose wife is a, let's, she's lawsuit happy. She she likes to throw around sue a lot, you know, and, and it's in for any number of things. It's just, you know, it, it's, well, this person didn't do this, or I went to the grocery store and they didn't give me the, you know, put they put the eggs on top or, or on the bottom and everything, and so I'm going to sue. And it's just, and, you know, at one point she was talking about suing a school district. And it's like, you're not talking about getting vast sums of money, and, and what are you trying to prove? 
Right. So. I mean, our legal system is designed to make it accessible. Yeah. The problem is our society has become so complicated. Yeah. That if you represent yourself pro se, you are still expected to know all the rules of court, the rules of civil procedure, um, rules of evidence, all of those things that attorneys spent years yeah. studying. Yeah, taking giant exams over and stuff like right. that. Yeah, You're expected to know all that. Yeah. And then you're expected to know the law that supports your case. Yeah. Which means researching statutes and case law. Yeah. And that can be complicated. Yeah. So, you know, you really want to evaluate whether or not you have a case ahead of time. Yeah. Before you jump in. Yeah. And you also want to be careful. So I would tell you your best investment is made up front. Yeah. You're going into a contract with a builder or anyone really. And it's for more than just a simple in and out type of purchase. Mm Mm-hmm. Review the contract. Yeah. Make sure you understand it. Make sure you've negotiated all terms. Maybe have a, an attorney look over the contract. Maybe, I mean, yeah. it, cost you, it might cost you a little bit of money, you know. Right. hundred bucks or so. I mean, right. how long would it take you to read through a contract? And Right. It depends on the length of the contract. I'll tell you there's commercial leases that are over 100 pages long. Ugh. And that's okay because there's a lot in a commercial lease. Sure. Standard lease with a, you know, residential landlord. Yeah. Not long. They're normally yeah. about three pages. Yeah. Let's just make sure we're clear on everything. Yeah. You know, that is a 30 to 60 minute time frame. Yeah. So you're looking at 100 to $200 for me. Yeah. Um, others might charge a little more, a little less. You know, there's a range. Yeah. But, right. It's not, it shouldn't be costly. Something in the commercial realm, business to business that's a little more, yeah. it's, but it's more in depth. Yeah. And there's a lot more at issue. Yeah. So, you know, we have to go back and forth on those things. Yeah. But your biggest investment is knowing ahead of time what yeah. your rights are. Yeah. So, same thing, you get, you're in a car accident. You've been injured. Yeah. You have standing to sue. And it will be your name as the plaintiff suing if you have to sue. Hmm. And even though you're going after insurance money, you're still suing the person that hit you. Yeah. We know the insurance company is standing behind them and sure. here's State Farm or whom, whichever yeah. insurance company and they have an adjuster and they're doing all of these cost-benefit analysis and all of that stuff behind the scenes. But at the end of the day, it's Bob Smith v. Jane Doe yeah. or whoever the parties are. That's what you're suing. Hmm. So, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. Yeah. Um. So you want to make sure that you're, you know, while, yeah, you can always sue, that may not be your best choice. Right, right. And we always want you to be your best advocate, but at the same time, there's a cost-benefit balance that you need to take. And what a lot of people don't realize is you will be held accountable for your own actions. So if... If you were jumping up on someone's roof to help with whatever. Yeah. And you saw that there had been a fire and the roof was damaged. And you go walking around. Yeah. You're assuming the risk. Right. So they will take, you know, a court will take 
your actions into consideration, and an attorney evaluating the case will take your actions into consideration. Yeah. And it become, that's when liability becomes a question. Hmm. So I would tell you, be personally responsible. Yeah. Everything you do, take personal responsibility for your actions and plan ahead. Have an attorney review a contract. Um, make sure you've at least read the contract and understand it. Yeah. Oftentimes, especially in real estate deals, people won't read the contract. Right. So they don't get what they're paying for. Right. Until closing. Right. And they're like, well, why am I paying for this? Because it's in your contract. Yeah. I didn't know about that. <laughs> if you had read the contract. You would have. You would. Yes. Right. So that's really important. And that really sets up how far you go. But we don't want to make we don't want to make bad decisions where you're throwing good money after bad. Sure. Um, if you have, you know, somebody robs you and they're caught and you prosecute them and they have an order to pay you back X dollars. Yeah. And then you have a civil judgment to pay back for them to pay back X more dollars. Yeah. They were robbing you. Yeah. What's the likelihood they have a whole, you know, <laughs> Bunch of assets behind them. Right. Most wealthy people, don't probably not committing. Not not robbing that. others. Yeah. 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 Probably not. So, yeah. you know, I would just be cautious about that threatening to sue. Right. Because there's a lot of things people are s sad to find out. You can't just sue for that. Yeah. Um, same thing. Wrongful discharge. We've already talked about that. Um, any, you know. Sexual harassment, um, any sort of claim against someone else's behavior because they offended you. Yeah. Then you have free speech issues. Yeah. And so you really have to be. See, when you get into aware. like libel and slander, that's that's oh, yeah. that always seems so. It's like how can you sue somebody for voicing their opinion about somebody else? And let, I mean, and right. where where does the law? Start, start, it seems incredibly complicated to me. Well, and that's, a, that's an excellent example because if someone is stating an opinion, yeah. that's different than someone is telling lies. So yeah. if, if it's, you know, Bob Smith is a liar, well, that, that's an opinion. Yeah. Because it's somebody stating what yeah. you are. If it's Bob, <laughs> if Bob Smith commits genocide, that's a little different. Right. Well, yeah. or Bob Smith stole $10,000 from me and that yeah. never happened. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. Versus, I think he's a piece of crap. Well, yeah. okay. That's an opinion. Yeah. 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 Or versus he lied to me and stole $10,000. Right. If that never happened, that yeah. is a false statement that is harming his character yeah. and if it causes damages. Yeah. So he loses half his business because this one client lied and told everybody. Now we're getting into actionable territory. Yeah. Because there's damages. Right. But just because someone hurts your feelings. Yeah. Yeah. You don't like the way your child was treated at school because it seems <laughs> unfair that he got sent to detention. Yeah. These are not things to sue over. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, cool. Well, 
good food for thought, and I, it gave <laughs> me some ideas from other for other episodes as well. I think, but oh. uh, I'll mention that to you later. But uh, yeah, so good stuff. Well. Yeah. What's your lawyer joke of the week? Or I guess that's coming up. At first, we probably should take care of the uh, housekeeping things, right? Yep. All yep. right. I think it's a good idea. If you would like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook. That's our primary landing page where you can comment, get news, or even suggest topics for future episodes. Also, ask questions. We will try to answer them or address them in other uh, future episodes. If you are already following us, thank you. We love you. Uh, you can also follow Boxland Media on Facebook as well. We do lots of things up to and including putting out the fine print with Attorney Jen Rout every week. And if you're a Twitter user, I am at the Almighty Ben on Twitter. And don't even try with Jen. She, you can't find her. Nope. <laughs> so. Anyways, if you are new to the show, welcome. We hope you come back. And if you like the show, we would really appreciate it if you could take a few minutes out of your very busy day, head on over to iTunes, and rate and review us. It really helps us out a lot with our visibility on the world's largest podcast repository. And uh, finally, we'd like to thank all of you, our listeners. Uh, it's because of you that our podcast even exists. And if you like what you hear, please hit the subscribe button. And remember, sharing is caring. And what, what we mean by that is if you know somebody that might be into, in, into what we do here and what we're talking about or somebody might benefit from some of the information, which I believe would be a whole lot of people, um, yeah, because I certainly don't know half the things we're talking about here. I pretend like I don't even pretend well that I know, but um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it, it's it, we'd love to have more people, you know, listening, and and we'd like to, you know, if you have questions, if you have questions, legal questions that that you know, or or, or procedural legal questions, or just how does this work, that kind of thing, and you want to write in, let us know. You know, we've got a, a an actual attorney here who's willing to answer these questions. So you right. Know, and naturally, all situations are individual, and you should seek counsel from a specific attorney and yes. let them analyze yeah. everything. Yeah, but. we're yeah. This isn't actual legal advice. This is legal discussion. Is right. yeah. So, but uh, so either way, uh, Jen, would you like to hear this week's lawyer joke of the week? I've been looking forward to it all day. I imagine you have. And what do you throw to a drowning lawyer? Uh. I don't know. His partners. Uh-huh. <laughs> All um, right. Well, until next week, I'm Ben Needenthal. And I'm Attorney Jen Rout, explaining again, ignorance of the law excuses no man from following it. All right, folks. We'll see you. This program is meant to be informative in nature and does not constitute actual legal advice or form an attorney-client relationship in any way. Views and opinions stated in this program are solely the views and opinions of the speaker. Each situation is different. Always consult an attorney in your state to analyze your specific legal needs. This program may change your views of attorneys in general, as they are not what they seem on TV. I mean, seriously, could the main character in Suits actually exist in real life? Boxland Media. Think big.